Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monster Mania Radio. My name is Rob Dimension. I'm Dave Hagen. I'm Doug Hagen. And David Hagen. We haven't been on for a little bit. Let's, uh, you know, let's cut to the chase. But, Dave, that does not mean that you guys have not been busy. Let's you just could take, say that again. Let's just take a look at some of the announcements and more of the guests that have been already announced for March 9th through the 11th for Monster Mania 39. Well, I had talked about, I think the last time we were together, uh, I had mentioned that I had some guests that could possibly blow the socks off of people. Well, I think we've accomplished that. Um, making his first appearance ever at a convention will be Randy Quaid, which, to say the least, should be a very interesting uh, <laughs> guest to have at the show. For sure. Uh, you know, and I'm sure you can guess what line I've heard, you know, a million times. Oh, shitter's full. Yep. And then uh, we also added uh, a guest that I think, even though really not horror related, although he does have one horror film under his belt, uh, one guest that I think uh, fans from, you know, the classic 80s era of films, uh, Paul Rubens, otherwise known as Pee Wee Herman. Uh, when I announced him, I mean, literally, you know, the roof came off the joint. So many people really want to meet him. It's just, you know, an iconic character in, you know, in television and movie history. Also was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So right. he does have that, you know, that horror tie. Um, so, you know, really, really excited to have Paul Rubens. We also added the voice of uh, Jessica Rabbit, Kathleen Turner, who is also famous for horror film fans. We'll know her from Serial Mom. I actually remember her when she first uh, hit it big with uh, Body Heat uh, when that came out, man. Like, that was a really steamy, uh, you know, film that came out. And she was, you know, the the talked-about actress for a while. Um, she was also in a film with Anthony Perkins called Crimes, Crimes of Passion, which was uh, kind of a, like an erotic thriller. Definitely played an interesting character in that. So we're happy to have her from the Goonies and the Lord of the Rings trilogy films. We added Sean Astin. He's really great with the fans from from everything I've heard from appearances at other conventions. So we're really happy to have him. We added from the Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire and Short Circuit. Um, Ali Sheedy, again, making her first appearance at a convention. And she was also in a television film that if you can find it is a really interesting film it's called uh the haunting of seacliff inn so she does have like that horror tie it, it's hard to find film i've looked for it myself i remember seeing it on television uh, i'm going to try to look for it again um it was a really good uh spooky made for television film and last but not least we added the actress otherwise known as elvira cassandra peterson uh, unfortunately, she's not appearing as her Elvira character, but she will be appearing as herself and signing autographs and doing a photo op that won't be an Elvira photo op. It'll be, you know, just her as herself. So uh, really excited to have added all those stars. And I know a lot of people wanted to get the six Jasons together in one photo. Originally, it was I really couldn't figure out a way to do that without having everybody standing around waiting and, you know, for different photo ops to be done with different Jasons. But uh, I think we've got it figured out. So we're going to have all six Jasons. First time this has ever happened anywhere. 
all first, all six Jasons uh, together in costume photo ops. So it's a, it's a little bit expensive, but I think it breaks down to about $60 a, uh, an actor in costume. But, you know, it's a, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm sure we're never going to have that opportunity again. Yeah, so. it's incredible, man. It's absolutely incredible. And I guarantee everyone just can't wait. It's, you know what, we, we, uh, we often talk about you know, um, people when they come to the to the conventions, they they dress up as these characters, and now you actually get to see these characters themselves. It's crazy. What a, what a time to be a fan. Yeah, I mean, and to think that we've got you know Ted White, who's I think ninety three now. There's not going to be too many times Ted White's going to put on the Jason costume, but uh, you know we really got lucky in in getting these six guys together. Uh, it started out with. Uh, with CJ and Kane for the show. And it just continually grew. You know, I knew that, um, Steve dash had done it before. So, uh, you know, we had gone out and gotten, you know, Kane and CJ and then added Steve dash. And then, you know, like one after the other just started coming on. Ken Kersinger came on board, Ted white came on board, Tom Morga. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's really cool. I mean, it, it's a shame Richard Brooker's not around. I'm sure Richard would have done it. Um, he would have loved, you know, it's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I really wish we had that opportunity, but you know, sadly we don't. So, uh, you know, and it's I, I was looking, I was watching television the other day, and uh, Hazel Court was. I was watching um, Vincent Price's uh, Mask of the Red Death, and uh, I had real. We had Hazel Court, I think, at our first show. Uh, it was our first. United States appearance at that time, I believe, you know, and she passed. And I started thinking of all the people that we've lost. Uh, you know, I mean, it, these opportunities really, you don't really know when it's you when you're going to have a, a do, chance to do that again. You are a hundred percent right. If people are waiting until I'll catch them the next time they come around, there may not be a next time. There is no guarantee. So if you're interested, get your ass to Cherry Hill. It's as simple as that. Don't say, Oh, hopefully you bring them to Hunt Valley because guess what? It's now or never for some of these guests. Cash yeah. that income tax check. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, now that we're all getting all that extra money from uh, the new budget, oh, you, know, yeah. you know, that's got to be worth at least, you know, an autograph or two. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, you, you really don't know. You know, I can remember when we announced um, Carrie Fisher. There was a lot of, you know, pullback and, you know, people were complaining about, you know, the price of the photo and the price of the autograph. And, you know, when she passed, I can't tell you how many photos I saw, uh, you know, of, of people that had gotten their picture taken with her, you know, at the show. And, I, you know, I got a lot of, you know, thank yous for bringing her to the show and, you know, stuff like that. And I saw also a lot of people that were regretting that, you know, that they didn't you know, pursue the opportunity to see her. You know, I myself, you know, I had the chances to go down to uh, Washington, D.C. and see Christopher Lee, you know, and I didn't do it and never got the chance again. That's still, you know, the, that's still the one that you really regret, huh? Yeah, big time, man. Yeah, you brought uh, you it know, up a couple times, I can tell. Yeah. Well, without a doubt, you know, I mean, I I really wish I had it to do over. You know, it it, it, it was easy enough to do, you know, and, and, you know, I guess I was looking for, you know, reasons not to do it, but... Uh, you know, like parking was twenty five dollars, which I thought was crazy at the time because you know different conventions offered free parking like we do. Um, you, you know, it, it, the ticket, the price of the ticket to see him, I think, was high. But boy, in retrospect, man, 
you know, I, I really wish I would have done it. Yeah, it's a shame. I can remember when we were scheduled to have Roddy Piper in Maryland. Uh, I was so excited because I was thinking like, oh, man, I'm really good. I'm going to get a chance to, to host this Q&A and I can talk with him and stuff. And that chance never came. Really yeah. disappointing. You know, it's 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 and that's the thing. Like there is no proper age. You know, you could pass away, you know, before 50. You could pass away at 95. There's there's no guarantee. So if people are interested in coming, whatever your excuse is, be better than your excuse. Save up. You know, now everyone's getting their income tax time or, you know, save up. You know, like we just got back from Disney. We saved up for a whole, you know, year or two to to go to Disney. So you have to save up for something that you really want. And I know a lot of people say, oh, this is going to break the bank. Yeah, but think of all the memories that you're going to make. And not just the memories from the guests, the memories from the vendor's room, the memories from all the all the p- other people that you're going to see or the people that you're going to meet at the convention, all the times, all the laughs. It's uh, an event that you just cannot miss. It's March 9th through the 11th. It's at the Crown Plaza Hotel. I am sure that there are no rooms available. The rooms are sold out at later this week, uh, probably by the time this podcast goes up or maybe the day after. Uh, I will have the I will have the list of alternate hotels in the area. Awesome. We have we have people coming from so many different countries for this show. There's someone coming from Scotland. There's someone coming from Ireland. Um, there's someone coming from South America. Uh, Sweden. Sweet. Somebody's coming from Sweden. Crazy. It's um, incredible. Yeah. The the goal for me as a promoter is to put on the perfect show. You know, I I want to have the best guest list of any convention that's ever taken place. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's high ideals, but you know, like I, I think as being a promoter, you just, you have to be hungry. You know what I mean? Like you have to want to have the best show, you know, like you have to want to give your fans the best that you can give. You know, I've, I've looked around at like, even like at ticket prices of other shows, uh, you know, like I'll, I'll match our ticket price to any show that's out there. And then if you take a look at the guest list that we're offering versus the guest list of shows that are charging even more money, yeah. like it's like, uh, you know, I, I'm astounded. You know, sometimes when I look around, it's like, wow, you know, like they're charging this for that. You know, like, uh, you know, I, I just I always want to be hungry. I hope I never lose it. You know, like it's 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 the same mentality I've taken, you know, when I play sports and when I run eight-year-olds into fences, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, or whatever the age was, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, you gotta be hungry, man. Like I, I want to have the best show, you know, I want to have the best show I've ever had. And I want to, you know, ideally I would love to have the best show ever. And then when August comes, I want to be better than that, you know, but uh, I'll tell you, man, uh, you know, as far as this guest list goes, uh, you know, I think this is the best we've ever done. You know, I, I think, you know, we're we're getting where I want to be. From when I started with you, and I mean, you, I can't offer as much insight as you guys do, but the 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 convention itself, you know, the guests are just—it's incredible the names that you're announcing constantly. It, it's it's great, guys. Also, make sure. If you want to get your online ticket sales, it closes this Sunday, February 18th. Tickets will still be available at the door. VIP will not. VIP will not. So No, sir. Got to order online. All right, guys. Let's talk about parking for a minute. 
you guys have some is some intel. Yes, parking is everyone's favorite subject, <laughs> um, and and basically due to the guest list that we have, uh, I mean, um, you know, our our sales are you know very high as usual for March. Uh, so we recommend um, you know finding offsite parking or carpooling. Uh, if you're able to find offsite parking, um, either taking Uber or Lyft uh, to get to the convention, and you know, this is just an easy way to save you time. Uh, rather than hunting for parking, um, again, just very quick and convenient. So, you know, use your best judgment and um, get to the show safely. Could have somebody drop you off, you know, and then, you know, just call them when to come get you. Hitchhiking is making a comeback. Hitchhiking <laughs> is making a comeback. Thanks for the ride, lady. Great That's right. I, well, I think Pee Wee Herman hitchhiked, right? He did. Yes, large he March. did. Some large March thing. Yeah. Which was done by the, Chio- the Kyoto Brothers. Oh, was really? it really? Yes, Large Marge was uh, creation of the Kyoto Brothers, oh, who will also that? be at the show. Wow! Well, did you know Cassandra Peterson has a cameo in yes. uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and probably yes. you know my favorite scene of all. The, she was the one of the biker girls, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's basically after after he does the dance, um, you know, and they're all ready to like you know kill him after he knocks the bikes over. Um, you know, she says, uh, that's such a great movie. She says, you know, I say, I say, leave him to me. But my favorite line is like when Pee Wee's like, I say, we let him go. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, how could that be your favorite part? Hitting the Mr. T cereal is clearly the best. uh, It's, it's like so subtle. Don't eat my cereal. (laughs) He takes like, he makes that big breakfast. He takes three pieces of cereal with the mega fork and then he's done. No, but the, the the poor subtlety of him, like, you know, trying to say, like, I say we let him go. Like, like that's just that's genius. I'll tell you, man, for this show, uh, it, you know, we've talked about this before. The, the group of us ever hardly get a chance to get autographs or take pictures and stuff. Man, there's a bunch of people I want to get our photo taken with. And, and Pee Wee's at the top of that list. I want to get Pee Wee. I want to get... Um, uh, uh, Randy Quaid, uh, John Carpenter, Tim Curry. I want to get a, a picture with the Jasons. Kathleen I mean, man. Turner. Yeah, Kathleen Turner. Sean Astin. Uh, yep. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I don't know how we're going to get away from the table as much as we need to. Um, and and I, we rarely do that. And that's the biggest regret, you know, in, in doing the show. You know, you really don't get a chance to it's like when you're hosting a party you know people tell you you're you're having a good party but you don't know because you're so busy you know being the host um same thing happens with the show i mean like uh, i can remember it it was it was tough just for us to pull away and get a picture taken with val kilmer you know uh last show so you know and it, and it's it's something that now that we're doing the pro photo ops man like i just can't i can't let some of these opportunities go by so we're going to have to figure out how we can do that as a group. Rob, start selling tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, guys, make sure that you wear comfortable shoes because you'll be walking around. You'll be standing in line. Make sure you have a sweatshirt on in case it's cool. Make sure that you can take your sweatshirt off and have a T-shirt underneath. Maybe, maybe a Monster Mania T-shirt that you pick up on your way into the convention. Make sure, make sure that you, you dress accordingly. Well, that too. Make sure you dress accordingly. Because I see people all the time, you know, like March isn't so bad, but in August, you know, people will come in and they'll have jeans on and boots and a a sweatshirt and a jacket and a beanie hat, you know, like a ski cap. 
and I, it's I've August. Seen people, I've seen people come with a sweater in August, and it's like, oh my god, you know it's what crazy. I mean? Like, it's it's already hot out. The right. the hotel cranks the air conditioning up as high as they can, but just you know the body heat and you know the doors, you know, constantly being opening. Right. You know they're they're either opening for someone coming in or they're opening for someone going out. Um, you know, to wear a sweater in August is just you know. Uh, you're torturing yourself. Yeah, you'll probably be okay in the hotel with a t-shirt and jeans on and some good and some nice standing shoes that you can wear. So you'll you'll probably be perfectly fine. So don't forget, guys, it is March 9th through the 11th. It's Monster Mania Con 39. But Dave, wait a second. We still need to talk about another announcement for Monster Mania 40 and 41. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're on a roll, man. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I can't believe it. I can't yeah. believe it. So uh, one of the things, we had announced Richard Dreyfus for March, um, and then I got an email overnight, I guess, that night, saying that uh, he wasn't able to do the show in March because he was filming, I believe it's two different films. One for sure is in Italy for the month of March. Um, so he's going to be in Europe for, for that period. So, you know, we had done everything that we needed to do to bring him in. You know, we bought the flights, everything was signed, sealed and delivered with him. So I emailed his agent. I said, look, you know, we have a show in August in Cherry Hill, same location. You know, can we just switch the flights and all that stuff to from March to August? Uh, so she got back to me, you know, a couple hours later and said, yep, uh, I just spoke to Richard. We can definitely do that. Uh, the only thing that would prevent him from coming in August would be a film out of the country. Um, if he's filming it in the USA, he's going to actually tell them that he's not available to film during that weekend. But if uh, apparently for some reason, if it's a European, uh, film that he's doing, then he would be required to, I guess, I guess because if he started filming, he couldn't fly back, you know, to, to New Jersey from Europe and then fly back over again. So, um, but barring a European film in August, um, Richard Dreyfus will be a guest at Monster Mania 40. Um, we've also announced the headliner for both August and September. Uh, Robert England is coming back. He's going to do both shows. Um, and uh, I, we haven't announced this yet. Uh, we'll announce it after the podcast. Uh, Kane Hodder is going to come back both to the August and September shows. And he's going to do an in-costume photo. Um, and I had requested him to do this. Um, a lot of people wanted Freddy versus Jason to be, uh, you know, Robert England, Kane Hodder. And, you know, of course, Fortune didn't have it play out that way. And, you know, uh, Ken Kersinger played Jason in Freddy versus Jason. But we're going to do a photo op with Jason in costume. Robert, not in costume, but he'll be wearing like the glove or whatever. So it'll be a Freddy versus Jason photo op. But this time around, it'll be Kane Hodder and Robert England. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Freddy versus Jason that, that a lot of fans, you know, really wanted. So, um, and he's going to do that both uh, in August and September. So uh, Kane and Robert England will be guests at both of those shows. So really excited about that. That's another photo op that I'm going to want to get because, uh, you know, I would have loved to have seen, you know, Kane had campaigned for Freddy versus Jason for right. like 10 years, um, you know, but it didn't work out that he was in the film. So 
it'll be pretty cool to see the, the two of them and especially him in costume. It'd be pretty cool to get a photo with the two of them. Yeah, and I and I tell you what, Kane and Robert are both characters, so you know it, you'll have a great time. You know, yeah. I, I can't I can't recommend meeting each of them enough. Um, you know, they're they're both so you know they both take time with everybody. They both are friendly. Uh, both good guys. So, you know, don't forget, if you need the advanced information, it's monstermania.net. MonsterManiaCon 39 is March 9th through the 11th. It's in Cherry Hill. Then we're back in August, August 17th through the 19th, also in Cherry Hill. Then this year, it's September 28th through the 30th in Hunt Valley. So make sure you get your tickets. If you're a vendor, make sure you do not wait and get your tables Yes, buy those tables now. I can't. I, you got to tell, you gotta tell them. Yeah, you got to tell them, man. You got to shout from the rooftops because people, I swear, you know. How long is your list right now for, for March of waiting? Uh, my March waiting list is insane, to be honest with you. It's crazy. It's uh, it's a lot of loyal vendors that have been loyal for years. But as Dad was saying earlier with this guest list, ticket sales are crazy. Um, you know, it's just a big show. And a lot of new vendors caught wind of the show. And I'm telling you, I've got a lot of vendors from the southern states and even out west. So get in now while you can. Everyone that's emailing me wanting to get in on March, I can't make tables appear. Get in on August and get in on September now. I keep telling them. I keep pumping it. And uh, honestly, we are selling a decent amount of August tables and September tables right now. I think we just had a sale today for one so it is quite a while out but they're selling yeah i mean and these vendors they can't wait you know because the conventions are going to happen and and i think too i mean with with this march show i think it's kind of like you know it's a win-win um you know we do have some new vendors so for fans that have come to monster mania before you know you're going to see some vendors that you haven't seen before hopefully you're going to see merchandise that you haven't seen before um, you know, so it's a win for the fans in that way. Uh, I think it's a win for the vendors because, you know, this guest list is bringing in people that have not been, you know, to Monster Mania before. And in many cases, it's bringing in people that have not even been to a horror convention before. I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten from people asking questions. You know, they just don't know what a, what a convention is like. They don't know what the rules are. They don't know what you can do and can't do. Uh, you know, they're asking, oh, we see the photo ops for people. Does that mean that they're not signing? I mean, we're getting a lot of new fans to the show. So, you know, that for the vendors room and for the vendors that are at the show, that means, you know, a lot of people that haven't seen your merchandise before. So, you know, it, it's, it's a win for the returning fans with us having, you know, a, a, good portion or a good percentage of the vendors being new it's a win for the vendors because we're going to have a good portion of the fans being new so you know it's a chance for you know each to discover each other um so you know i you know i know some vendors were concerned because we were adding so many big names but you know with big names comes new people you know your paul rubens is going to bring people to the show that would not have come to the show if he wasn't you know a guest so you know and those people are going to go to the vendors room and have never seen those vendors before, never seen that merchandise before. So, you know, it's, I think it's a win-win for both sides. You're right. I'm answering repetitive questions about the same thing. Ticket sales, VIP, what's part of the package, or, 
you know, vendors and how does it work or how do photo ops work? And I think I almost answer the same question four or five, you know, sometimes 10 times a day. Yeah. So much that I've just copied and pasted it into my phone that I can just literally go to my clipboard and just paste the reply in and just change the person's name. Yeah. And uh, hey, Dave, can I just make, make mention that sending me a message or possibly sending you a message or Doug or, or Dave, that it's tough for all of us to respond to individuals. That's why the Facebook Monster Mania page is up there for people. If you have a concern or a question, you can ask a question on there and someone will get back to you or someone will answer. Hopefully, uh, you know, that we can unless one of the fans answers the question, I just feel like, you know, I get asked a lot of questions and I really, I myself don't like answering the questions because I don't know the answer. So a lot of people, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to frustrate anybody. I just don't know the answer. So a lot of times when I go to the convention, I'm, I'm doing my jobs while I'm there and I don't know, you know, I don't know what Doug's jobs are. I don't know what Dave's jobs are. You know, I don't, it's better to ask a question there on that forum. That's the best, best case scenario. Yeah. And then honestly, I mean, you know, this is a labor of love for the three of us. Um, you know, we all have full-time jobs. So, you know, like I'll, I'll get emails sometimes at two o'clock in the afternoon and I'll get emails at two o'clock in the morning. And, you know, sometimes the email will say, oh, you know, I sent you an email 20 minutes ago. You haven't answered. So, well, you know, I'm probably at my job, you know, and it's like, you know, and I have my Monster Mania email address. I have Twitter. I have Facebook. Uh, Facebook, I have both my own profile and the Monster Mania profile. I have my own personal email address and I have the Monster Mania email address. Uh, you know, at times, man, like because there's so many forms of, of, of communicating with me, I could literally spend all day going through all those forms and answering questions. Right. And, and to Doug's point, you know, it's a lot of the same questions over and over. And I, we really try you know, our best on the Facebook page to anticipate what the questions will be, uh, you know, and try to explain everything, you know, it's really tough to, with all these forms of communicating with us, I can tell you personally, uh, probably Facebook messenger is the least efficient way to, 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 uh, contact me more than likely email is the best, uh, the Mont David monster mania email. Um, I, I really, I'm not, all that Facebook savvy, to be quite honest. Um, Facebook Messenger, uh, I still struggle sometimes trying to figure out whether I'm in my my own profile messages or if I'm in the Monster Mania messages. Um, in the beginning, I didn't even realize that they were two different uh, groups of messages, but you know, finally dawned on me that they are. Um, but it's it's really difficult for me to answer the the Facebook Messenger ones because uh, I have to log out as myself and then log back in as Monster Mania. So uh, it, the best way to contact me if you need to uh, is via email. Yeah, but, or, uh, or like I said, look on Facebook, you know, in that group and and you know on the uh, the face uh, the Monster Mania page, and a lot of your questions are already going to be answered on there. Just go take a couple minutes and go through and. You know, so you're not frustrated and you're not overwhelmed. There's a lot that happens, but at the same time, everybody is super helpful and everybody's there to, to make sure you have a, a blast as much as possible. Right. The one thing I will say, though, uh, like a lot of people ask for autograph price lists. I don't know what the autograph prices are going to be. That's truly made up by 
the agents and the stars. Um, and quite often, even during the course of the weekend, that price will change. You know, the stars will change the price or the agent will change the price. Uh, and I see a lot of questions on Facebook where they want to know what John Carpenter charged the last time he was at Monster Mania because they think it's going to be the same. I can't tell you that it's going to be the same. So like, when people put these, you know, previous convention appearance price lists up, they may or may not be accurate. The, the reason I don't put a price list up, because I honestly do not know what their price is going to be. And if I'm the and promoter, you don't control it. Right. And I don't control it. So if I'm the promoter and I don't know what the price is going to be, I don't know how accurate a fan is going to be in quoting a price from a different show at a different time, you know, in a different location. You know, it's it might be a ballpark figure, but it doesn't mean that it's accurate. So don't always go by what you see. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will have horror news. Don't go anywhere. We're back with Monster Mania Radio, and hopefully we get you. We got you all the information you need. I can't imagine that there was really much else that we left out. So, Dave, let's get to horror news. Well, Rob, this one I'm sure will interest my eldest son. Uh, for the first time in a decade, a new House of the Dead game will invade arcades. The game will make its debut later this month at Sega's Club Sega location in Tokyo before eventually rolling out to arcades later this year. Uh, Sega looks to be prepping a deluxe size cabinet for the game so players can sit inside and literally fear, feel the fear as they blast their way through an armada of opponents. It's going to be one of those cabinets uh, like the Walking Dead game is uh, that's out there now, like the old uh, Tron Discs game was, where you actually like sit down in it and you know shoot players or shoot the the zombies and other assorted uh, monsters, um, like you know within the cabinet. Uh, it's going to be called House of the Dead: Scarlet Dawn. And it looks to feature a new hero, uh, no more Agent G, um, and that hero has a femme fatale companion, and they find themselves battling against a horde of unstoppable zombies 
using whatever weapons they can get their hands on. Uh, I've seen some screenshots of the game. Um, I'm a, I really wasn't into House of the Dead until I, Dave really got me into it, I think, more than anything. Um, and then uh, they came out with 2 and 3 uh, for, like, I think it was Sega. Uh, but then I actually played uh, House of the Dead 3 uh, shooting game and fell in love with it so much that I bought one. Um, and now, the, the, after 10 years, the new one's going to be out. And it's going to be called... House of the Dead, Scarlet Dawn. And I'm telling you, I've seen like, you know, some of the screenshots and stuff. It looks awesome. Um, I can't wait to compensate for Big Dave's terrible shooting. Uh-oh. Wow. I, I actually bought a Sega Dreamcast specifically for that game. Really? I really did. Because the the controller on the remote had the little trigger on it. It was, it was advanced at the time. And, uh, man, I, I love that game. It was so Did you play those in the arcades at all or no? No. No. And now I was just thinking, like, where's an arcade? Like, there's there's not a, a Dave and Buster's down here, but would they have it? Uh, Dave and Buster's would have it. Uh, I would assume, you know, places like Shore, Shore uh, Resort Arcades uh, would have them, you know, like, all along the South Jersey, you know. Yeah. Uh, Ocean City, Wildwood. There's no malls have arcades anymore, right? There's like none, right? No, I, I mean it's 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 a lost, you know, movie theaters. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they save a couple games, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. You guys remember going to the arcade? Uh we used to go to the one on South Street in Philly. It was awesome. I I, I miss that so bad. Me too. I, and. I, Speaking of, there's a new Rampage movie coming out based there on is. the arcade game. I yes. saw that. The Rock is yes. in that one. Yep. We're going to hope for it to be good. I, I hope so. I mean, the the, uh, the giant ape looks pretty good. The video game is pretty I, fun. Uh, the vi- video game is a lot of fun. You know, uh, a couple years ago, actually, it's not there anymore because they moved to California. But Kim and I discovered a arcade in Burlington, and all the games were a quarter still. It was a couple that um, they had all the games, all the original games, like Track and Field and you know Missile Command and Donkey Kong and Pac-Man. And we would go in there, we would take our kids up there, and we would spend like 15, 20 bucks, and we would play all night. Wow. It was awesome. It well, was have awesome. You, have you seen this thing that's out now? It's called... Virtual pinball. No, um, I haven't seen it's, it. It's it's a you can get like a full size cabinet, and for you can even get a super size cabinet. There were a few games that were super sized, like uh, the Twilight Zone game, uh, pinball machine, and the um, Adams Family, I believe it was. Oh, I know you were looking at those. Oh yeah. Well, they've <laughs> got this. They've got this. They've got this thing. It's in a virtual cabinet. It, it's in a cabinet. It's called Virtual Pinball, where you download uh, all these different pinball games into the computer, and the playing field is actually like a 42-inch television, and the uh, I don't know what they call it, where the, the where the translate would be, like the part of the board that you're looking up at that has the score and stuff. Uh-huh. Like that's a smaller uh, video uh, screen. Uh, and, and I, if you go on YouTube, you can, if you look up virtual pinball, they'll show you like people playing the pinball machines. It looks phenomenal, man. And it's, you know, for the cost of what you would spend 
on a real physical pinball machine, which those of us who have a pinball machine know, like, you know, you got to replace the lamps and you got to replace, you know, bumpers and things like that as time goes on. But this virtual pinball machine, you don't have to do that. And you can download uh, one guy selling one on eBay. It's got like 800 pinball games in it. Wow. And it's not like crappy pinball games. It's Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's Twilight Zone. It's all these really great games. I think we're um, just starting to scratch the surface of virtual reality now. Yeah. So yeah. I would expect in the next five years that virtual reality will probably, you know, take over TV. It'll take over everything, you know, where it's uh, we were actually looking at one today. We were at Best Buy and we were looking at the PS4 version. And I don't know if I really would invest in it yet because I don't think there's enough software to go along with it. But it's it's pretty tempting, man. It's pretty tempting. Well, I'll tell you, this this virtual pinball thing, uh, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm checking them out. Uh, it, it would be awesome to have, like, one machine that you could have, you know, all your favorite games on, yeah. you know. Uh, and it plays, like, it. you can shake it and, and you know, tilt it or move the ball. Like, it, it looks like the real deal, man. It's it's Check them out on YouTube. It's really, really interesting to see. Um, anybody been in the movies lately? Yes, sir. What have you seen? Winchester. What oh, you yeah? think? Uh, hmm, what's it? I mean, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it, it was it was kind of like a uh, lackluster thirteen ghosts. I would say. Yeah, total letdown. I thought. Oh, so you I'll saw it as well? Yeah, I'll tell you, man. Uh, you know, I, I swear to God, I don't have any anything invested in movie pass like i don't get uh, <laughs> I, I i i don't get uh, paid to promote movie pass but i gotta tell you man since i got that card i'm seeing everything i saw insidious i saw the Paddington new uh, two. i didn't see that <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw i saw insidious i saw which i liked uh, although it was my least favorite probably of the series I saw the new uh, Western Hostiles, which I thought was really good. But I'll, I'll tell you, man, since I got that movie pass, I'm actually going to the movies again. Like, I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, but yeah, Winchester, I thought, was a whole, whole lot of nothing. Hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, I, I, I don't think the performances were bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, there was just nothing to write home about. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So, uh, so next up on Horror News... There was a pirate ghost marriage. Um, a mom of five has married the ghost of a 300-year-old Haitian pirate and claims that they're enjoying the best sex she's ever had. So don't tell Kim about this, Rob. Mm. Uh, I told him... It would be worse to get... I would get left for a fucking ghost, right? That'd be my yeah. luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the quote is, I told him I wasn't really cool with having casual sex with a spirit, and I wanted us to make a proper commitment to each other. Irish woman Amanda Teague, who is 45, told The Sun. Teague is a former... Captain Jack Sparrow impersonator, and she says her new hubby, a pirate who was executed in the 1700s, also looks like the Pirates of the Caribbean character. Well, of course he, he does. Yeah. But here's, here's where I, th I, I wonder if this is actually true, because her, they're saying her last name is Teague, and Teague is also the last name of Jack Sparrow's father in the film series. 
the um, the character played by Keith Richards. So I don't know how, uh, you know, like I don't know if this is some big hoax or what. Maybe uh, that got her started on the whole pirate extravaganza. Uh, could be. Uh, it says the can't couple- start a fire without a spark. <laughs> All right, Bruce. <laughs> Doris's house. <laughs> uh, it says the couple were married in a boat in international waters, which meant that the wedding was legal, according to the British tabloid The Sun. Uh, they go out on dates to such places as restaurants and movies. Now, just imagine, Rob, if you were married to a ghost, how much money you would save taking them to dinner and going to the movies? Yeah. I, I I was actually thinking about if I'm sitting next to the person sharing a table with a ghost and they're just having a conversation, I can't ghost shame because I don't want to be shaming people. But I, I, that's that's out of my league. It's out of my I, league. I, like, how I, do you I know they're not crazy? How do you know they're not like just talking to imaginary people? I mean, I, we're not crazy. I have no idea. I have no idea. No matter what you think, it's it's wrong because if you think like, oh well, you know, it's they're they're just nuts, then you know you're you're not allowing them to express themselves. But if you then if you think that they're okay, well, they're talking to somebody, then you're not. So you know what I'm doing? I'm giving that ghost a lap dance. <laughs> oh my god! Seventeen hundreds, <laughs> man. You would you you would still set them back in time. I wonder what, set it up. Voice of reason. I, I wonder what ghost <laughs> sex is like. I don't know. You have it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Just put a little sheet on your hand. Oh, my goodness. Wow. There was a movie out. Remember what was it called? The the Entity? Entity? Yeah. Out in the 80s, I think? What's that? That was out in the 80s, I think, right? I think so. 80s or even 70s, maybe. A woman that claimed to be having sex with a ghost. So that's Uh, it for the pirate ghost marriage news. There's also a lot of horror television news. Right? Three different stories about uh, horror-related television shows. The first uh, is a Simon Pegg-Nick Frost show. Uh, Variety says that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost had formed their own independent production company called uh, Stolen Picture. Uh, as revealed by Variety, Pegg and Frost are developing something called Truth Seekers, which is going to be a half-hour horror comedy television series about a three-person paranormal investigation team. Uh, the quote from Peg is, each episode is going to be an adventure, a potential haunting or something. Uh, it'll start as a very parochial idea, a very small business venture for these people, but it will expand as the series goes on to be something far more global. Um, I really like Shaun of the Dead. Me too. Uh, of, uh, of all the zombie movies, I mean, like even like I know it's a it's a send up of the zombie movies, but man, that was a hell of a film. I remember seeing that in the theater, and I really really liked it. Do you know what so, network uh, this is going to be on, or is this on like a, like Netflix or something, or does it not say? Uh, they haven't. Uh, I I don't know if they've actually sold it to a network yet. Uh, it just says that you know that their production company uh, is developing it. It doesn't really give you much more. Because they just uh, had a show with Adam Scott and and uh, and what's his name, Eric Craig, uh, the guy from The Office. They they had a show called Ghosted that was on, and I don't think that's being brought back. I just feel like network TV is so hard to find an audience for. Man, I, I think I mean, and I like those guys. I think that that you know, 
anything that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost do, you know, I've, I've seen all the films that they've, that they've, you know, teamed up with to do, but man, this, it's, it's going to be a tough market to, to, to really find your, your niche for, I think. You know, I've, I'm wondering, you know, what effect has, you know, net Netflix type of, of series had on other, uh, television like you know like for take for instance the walking dead when the walking dead comes out you know each week when it's when it's you know back in season um you know everybody watches it and then everybody talks about that episode the next day as opposed to uh stranger things that drop the whole season at one time uh, me personally i think i like getting it like traditional television and getting it, you know, episode each week. Like one of the television shows of which I have news on uh, that I'm really watching avidly is is the new um, X-Files. I can't wait till like the same night each week when it's on. You know, like I'm really, I, I, I watch it live. I don't, I mean, I do DVR it so I can watch it again if I miss something or want to just, you know, give it a second viewing. But I really like the anticipation of, oh, tonight's the new X-Files. Um, I don't get that feeling so much when, when a whole season is dropped. Although I know, uh, you know, I, I guess Netflix is, is uh, I don't know if cashing in is the right word, but taking advantage of, of the habit that people now bin watch rather than, you know, I guess a lot of people prefer to bin watch rather than watch you know, an episode once a week. What's your viewing habits? I've stopped watching all of network TV. I don't watch anything week to week anymore. Nothing. I've all my DVR is like movies. I finished up uh, Planet of the Apes, the TV series. It captivated. Oh, you did? It, I do. It's like thirteen or fourteen episodes, and I I put my phone down and did not pick up my phone for every episode. That captivated me more than anything new that's out, and this is like 1974. I remember that. I remember I was, I was in high school when that was. I out. don't. I don't think that I'm made up. I don't think I'm made out. I'm just like you. I don't think I'm made out to watch, to binge these shows. I. I, I don't. I mean, I binged that, but it really has to really. I mean, I really have to you know bite hard into it in order to to you know want to watch or sit through all of it i give up really easy on tv shows like i'm really bad about it a, a lot of people are just talking about you know these newer shows and i i struggle to i i will watch a movie but even that is tough sometimes dave doug what about you guys i, I just try to catch things um you know when i can um i, I don't watch anything religiously uh yeah but like like for example i, I recently watched speaking to Shaun of the dead um, you know, one of the guys that the, basically the guy that says like, you know, Oh, you have read on you. Um, he was starring in, I guess it's a Netflix original called the ritual. Um, you know, so I just watched that. Oh yeah. And, How was um, that? Did you like that? That got a lot of, t a lot of people talking about that this weekend. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, it, it, it wasn't great, but you know, like the, the characters were developed well, it had a good story. Um, you know, I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, people no, are talking uh, about that and the Cloverfield Paradox. I'll have to check that one out too. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know a lot of people have been talking about that Cloverfield. Uh, you know, uh, I wasn't a really big fan of the original. I know that's probably sacrilegious, but you know, the shaky cam movies, you know, really annoy me. 
<laughs> for want of a better word, you know, like uh, I just don't like that whole found footage crap. I really like the first one, but my biggest concern is that they took the second and now this one, and they weren't designed to be Cloverfield films, but they just kind of slapped the names on there. And then I guess I know for the second one they shot additional footage to make it, you know, seem very Cloverfield esque. Uh, anyway, so Doug, what about your viewing habits? Are you you're just when you can? Uh, you know my schedule. I'm always on the go. But right. um, if it's like a sitcom show, like a uh, Modern Family or The Goldbergs, that you don't need to watch in order. You know, it doesn't really matter where you watch it. It's just a half hour show. I don't mind the week to week when it's the repetitive and it's just the story continued. I really do prefer the binge. That way you can bail out when you need to. Uh, you know, I'm not big into the horror, but I watched this whole season of American Horror Story. And those two or three episodes in the middle that were just awful and really went nowhere, that whole witch coven thing or the Zodiac Killer, whatever it was. Um, if I had binge, I would have just fast forwarded through that. And I really only stuck with it because I made the promise to you guys that I would watch it and we would all talk or about it Or you could have dropped out. You know what I mean? Like, you could have just said, like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, well, I wanted to drop out if I didn't commit to it. And if I had the binge option, I just would have fast forward. You know, I just would have jumped ahead to continue the story. Because when it all came down to it, you guys watch American Horror Story religiously every season. So you knew that there's always these one or two or three episodes that make no sense. And I didn't know that, but it was just weird. So if I have the option to jump ahead in a binge, I'm all for it. Going back to our television horror news, uh, the second one is uh, X-Files related. Uh, Jillian Anderson has come out and said that this is going to be the last season of her playing the character Scully. Uh, series founder Chris Carter initially said uh, that he felt that the series couldn't continue without her. But now, a few weeks later... Uh, when he was asked if this was indeed the final season of the X-Files, Carter said, I don't know. I think that certainly the X-Files has more life in it. There are more stories to tell with Jillian or without. I'm sorry to see her go. I've never actually considered doing this show without her. So is this the end? It's the end of something. I don't know if it's the beginning of something new. But certainly we will have to all put our heads together and figure out where we go from here. Uh, David Duchovny has come out and said that he would still, depending on you know Chris Carter's involvement, he would still continue to do the series uh, with or without Jillian Anderson. Um, I've really, I, I, I wasn't really into the X Files when it was initially out. Um, I got into it more in reruns, uh, but I am really like hard into. Uh, last season and this season like i'm really you know i'm hoping honestly that jillian you know reconsiders her her you know her, her leaving the show and coming back i'm i'm enjoying the hell out of this season i think it's really really well done it's great to see the two characters play off of each other and uh you know i hope there's more x files to come so um but it's disappointing that, that jillian doesn't want to go further with it it's kind of odd i know they did the six episodes last season uh, and she said she didn't want to end it with those six. Um, so this season has continued, and it's really taken a good turn. Um, but supposedly the last, uh, the final episode of this season, I guess, is going to deal with uh, 
her character and maybe is it just six know. episodes this season too no no it's a full season i think i think it's 13 episodes oh, this season okay it's really good I, i'm really enjoying this season i, have, I stopped it, watching the original series when uh the cop from duke, t2 robert no, patrick robert patrick yeah. that's it yeah he he took duke place um so i i kind of i started to watch it back then and then when when uh Robert Patrick came in and, and took Duchovny's place. Like I just figured it wasn't going to last too much longer. But in, I would watch like a, a an episode here or there in reruns. But uh, you know, this se- last season I really got back into it. I wanted to give it a fair shot. Um, you know, and I really enjoyed last season. This season I really en- I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Like I, I really do hope it continues next season. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Uh, and the third and final story I have is that Child's Play is being uh, considered to move to television. The writer and, and creator, uh, Mancini, told the website Bloody Disgusting that he and producer David Kirshner are currently developing a Child's Play television series. Uh, Mancini tells us that the series was deliberately set up at the end of the last movie, which makes me want to go watch the end of the last movie now because i'm trying to figure out how how that landed itself it was in the to... post-credit scenes you had to watch the you could watch the 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 netflix ending is different than the ending that's uh post credits on the dvd oh really yeah the the girl from part three comes in and uh, is is part of that. Plus, they all kind of ride off together. If you remember, that is the same ending. But at, at the post credit is the girl uh, from part three that comes in and grabs Chucky or tries to kill Chucky or something. I can't really remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. But uh, I don't know. I guess I'm curious as to how again how are they going to work that out? And I can't imagine Chucky operating cheaply. You know, it's got to be an expensive, relatively expensive, either puppet or animatronic or whatever to operate, correct? Well, I, I think they went CGI a lot with, you know, with, with Chucky in the last few movies. Uh, I mean, it's still, you know, a puppet to some degree, but I think the face in a lot of cases was kind of like CGI'd. Um, so... You know, I, I I don't think it would be as expensive as expensive to do as it might have been, you know, years ago. Um, but he's saying that the tone of the of the series is going to be dark and disturbing. And he says um, we plan to use Child's Play in the title. We want to definitely signal that we are going dark, darker than ever before. This is going to be very creepy. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I, my first question would be, is Brad Dourif going to be the voice of Chucky? Um, so, uh, you know, I, I know, I guess voice work isn't as strenuous as, as, you know, the physical acting. But I know television acting uh, apparently is, is much, much, much harder on people um, because of the demands of filming and everything. Yeah, sure. Constantly. Um, yeah, I mean, like the, the hours that they put in during a television series is, you know, from what I heard, is like crazy. I mean, he probably can come in and voice like once every two weeks or something. Or yeah, you know, he his job is is not the 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 real hard part. His because he can probably bang out, 
you know, two or three episodes worth of content in, in a day. I'm going to guess, you know, just, yeah. just, just for the voice. But I, I again, I, it, there's, there's so many options out there of where these shows can go. And it's, there's only like, we only have 24 hours in a day that we can watch content. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. I, I, we bought a Roku, a Roku today and I'm just setting it up looking at like, there's a million networks out there that are free that people are just playing, you know, their movies or, you know, their web series or, you know, their uh, networks that have, you know, their own shows. And that's the thing. I, I mean, like, I wonder, like, in that case, does does some of this content just get lost in the shuffle? Yeah, of course. Of course. Like, you know, because if you think about it, do we need a ch- child's play TV series? Do we need it? You know, I I don't know if there. I, I'm gonna guess there's a demand for it, but I don't I don't know. You know, I don't. I, I think that there's a, a larger. I don't know, man. Like I, I really struggle with the fact that you know if, if there's a demand for it or not. Like uh, what's what's their goal? Like how many how many viewers is gonna make them happy? Yeah, you know, I, you know. I guess it all depends on what network it's on. I mean, you know, we talked. I think last episode or last podcast or maybe the one before we talked about a twilight zone uh television series coming out right. uh, by you know the the guy involved with get out but it was on something called like cbs access which i don't have and uh, you couldn't find a bigger twilight zone fan than me i mean like i'm the audience that you want that twilight zone series to reach but if it's on cbs access and if i have to pay like additional money over what I already pay for cable television to get CBS access. I'm not watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe it'll come on Netflix in a year or two, but like I'm your target audience for that series. And if, you know, if you're putting it on CBS access, I don't even know how to, how to get CBS access. And if it's extra money, believe me, it I is. ain't getting it. It's a subscription it service. Yeah. Yeah. We talked yeah. about it last time where it's, I think it's like $5 a month or something like that. Yeah. So I'm not doing that. You know, I know. I think Star Trek, the new Star Trek's on that. I yes. mean, uh, I mean, to me, it's how, how much of an audience can you hope for in to watch CBS Access? You know, like it, you're already it, the genre is limited as it is. Right. It's and really now, if you're niche. going to put it on CBS Access, you're you're limiting it even further. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I just think like let's say we have a hundred dollars to spend for entertainment per month, right? So we know that cable's going to be we're just make up numbers. We'll say that cable's sixty five. Well, we know that you know uh, Netflix is fifteen. We know that Hulu's another ten. So that's uh, what's that ninety dollars already? Sixty five, yeah, ninety dollars. So you have ten more dollars left for entertainment. So is that going to go to you know, you know? A, uh, Joey's streaming service, or is it going to go to CBS, or is it going to go to this one or that one? I know that there's there's other horror uh, stuff out there like Shudder and, and other stuff that's out there. There's Grindhouse TV. There's a ton of you know, uh, Troma has one and Full Moon has one. All these companies have these streaming services, but you can only spend so much. And in reality, cable's really expensive. It's not cheap. Uh, I can tell you, I, I don't even have Hulu. I have uh, I have Netflix and I have you know uh, Xfinity Comcast whatever it's called nowadays um, 
if it's not on Netflix or if it's not on, you know, the the extended package that I have with Comcast, I'm not watching it. I'm not paying any more money for television. I already pay more than I think I should for it. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and I used to have, I used to have the Dish Network where I had like every movie channel that there was. I don't have that now. Like the the new um, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, it's I on had, Stars. Yeah, I had Stars last season. I don't have Stars now, so I'm probably not going to see it until it gets released in some other, you know, uh, on, on some other format. It's on um, Netflix. It, it'll come on Netflix after it's run on Stars, right? right? Like eventually, the, the next. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, season three won't be on Netflix until probably season four is ready to come out, right? Yeah, I mean, I assume it's dated, but you know, you can still get to it. It's just not. Yeah. Current. So if you're, if it's better than never watching it. Yeah, but I mean, so that's how I'm going to watch it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not paying anymore. Uh, you know, I've, I, you know, I'm paying too much for cable as it is. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch Twilight Zone on CBS Access. I'm not gonna watch uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead on Stars. I'm not getting Stars just for that one television series. I'm just not going to do it anymore. You know, there's there's other options. There's other things to watch. I can, I can buy a movie pass for ten bucks a month and go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's that's a huge savings. What and not only that, but then you know streaming now has to try to compete with that. You're spending yeah. ten dollars a month, right? So let's say we had ten dollars left out of our budget. Now that's filled. So now we can go to the movies. How how are these other like we only have so much money. Yeah, you know, and if you're cater, if you're trying to cater to the diehard fans, right? So let's say that that you know, Monster Mania Con is is your is your target for you know your Chucky TV series. Uh, how many of those people that go are going to be able to afford whatever network that that's on? And how many are going to devote that time to watch it? Because they're already watching, you know, let's say they're already watching Walking Dead, and they're already watching some other you know, horror based show. They're already watching American horror story. So now they have to try to make time to watch that too. It's just, it's a, it's a lot. I wonder like what kind of budget is there going to be for the new twilight zone series on access, CBS access. You know what I mean? Like how much money are they willing to put into it to try to drive, you know, the customer to buy that, and you I know, and I think I, th- I think only you know get out using that as you know your your promotional tool basically that's your your bus that's driving people to watch this. I only think that has a limited that also has a limited amount of of reach. You know, you're, because it's for one, it's it's going to depend on if you like the movie or not. Then it's going to depend on, uh, you know, if you're a horror fan or not. Then it's going to depend if you're a fan of the old Twilight series or not. There's just, you know, and who's going to host it. There's like a million factors that fall in line with that. I mean, they're a TV network, so I guess they have to figure it out. But, you know, then then you have to go through and someone has to not be lazy to order CBS Access and then want to pay $5 a month. Yeah. I I know for me, like I'm not doing it. I would love to see what they do with it, but uh, you know, if I gotta if I gotta get CBS access, then I'm not gonna see it. 
All right, guys, so make sure that you check out Monster MonsterManiaCon 39. It's March 9th through the 11th in Cherry Hill. Go to monstermania.net for all your information. You can get your photo op ticket information on there. You can get your... Uh, your tickets on there, online tickets, don't forget, they close this Sunday, February 18th. Um, you can get your uh, information for August and information for September for those cons on there. Plus, make sure you check out the Monster Mania Con Facebook page as Dave is constantly updating, always posting any new guests, any guest information, or anything else you might need to know. That's your go-to spot. All right, guys, so that is going to wrap up this episode, and we are going to try to get another episode before March 9th to get everybody up to speed. My name is Rob Dimension. I'm Dave Hagen. I'm Doug Hagen. And David Hagen. And we will catch you guys just in a few weeks. I mean, it is, uh, it's getting there. So It's almost here. Almost here. I can't wait. I'm excited. All right, guys, take care and have a great week. Take a ride.